Weekly Podcast. Dippy's back! Woo! Well, I mean, the whole crew's back for the first yeah, time in what seems like I two fr- months. I feel like I saw you guys like six months ago. I know. It's been a while. I'm coming to your house next weekend if it's clean. Uh, Tuck. So after this week, we won't have a show anymore when Jandy makes Dave quit the show <laughs> after visiting <laughs> Casa de Clements. See, that's why I live in Indiana. No one wants to come to my house because no one wants to come to Indiana. Fatties do. Lots of fatties want to go to Indiana. Uh, I thought I, you meant my house. I've like, seen I, them. I have, I've I, got to see this. I felt them. I touched them. Rolled them in the sand. You, you're, you should stop now. Tim rolled over and was still on top. And I love that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> his immediate reaction I'm was. I'm getting out of here or not. <laughs> His immediate reaction to to that joke was he nearly poked himself in the eye with a straw. <laughs> That's why I wear glasses. Everyone thinks it's to look cool. It's actually for my own safety. It's, it's <laughs> PPE for alcoholics. <laughs> it's like Nick's. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> my name is TJ Stevens. Joining me as always. Step ends. Dollar Bill Dave. He's trying to get quicker. I'm back. And Timmy C. I'm blue, da ba dee da ba die. If I was such a wasted opportunity, off a guy. Yeah, so uh, wasted opportunity. The last two shows we've rotated people that were here and not here. Timmy, I think next week's your turn. No, this is this is my week off. Actually, this this week. Yeah, this week. Okay, taking this week off. Well, then go away. (laughs) So this week it's just me and Dave. It's the only combination we haven't done yet. Because I have a work ethic. I well, had to see, go buy a house. The the first show, the show I missed was because of my work ethic. I had to go work my shoot job. You shoot at your job? Yep. Well, I no. So I sometimes. had to go buy a house. Pew, I'm going to be broke, Dave. Mm. I think after buying your house, you're going to be broke, Dave. Oh, my God. 50 cent, Dave. Ugh. I never uh, thought I'd buy a house over $600,000. Ridiculous. I, I would. Yet. I thought I would if I won the Powerball. My wife said when we bought our house 11 years ago, she goes, I would never pay more than $200,000 for a house. Well, that was 11 years ago. To be and I looked at her and I go, I bet that'll change. Mm. 11 years it later, $613,000. Must be nice to be rich. I'm not going to be able to afford to pay attention anymore. I, I think I think the, the wife and I, I think we're going to look at property and build, which I think we're in the process of doing right now. I think I'm here. So that should be fun. So yeah, Dave, clean your house. Dave wants to be in town. I want to move back into the country. I'm somewhere in between. I don't like people. I got to be near people that I hate. As you guys know, I don't like people. You will love staying at my house then. Mm. I got tons of asshole neighbors. Awesome. You might move here. Be like, forget Alabama. Look at all these assholes. And they're I can, old. I can drive four hours to work every day. <laughs> Well, hey, um, if you want to hear more real estate stories, please remember to subscribe and rate this show wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, follow the show on Twitter at FF Podcast, on Instagram at Filter Free Podcast. Follow the network on Twitter at Filter Free Net. Timmy. You mean what? follow the Patreon on Twitter at Filter Free Net. Is that what I said? Because. Oh, yeah. Baby, we have a new network. We do. We are now part of. Premier Streaming Network. So follow the network on Watch on Premiere on Twitter. 
Which, by the way, we're going to be on both Premier Streaming Network and Premier Podcast Network. We will be on both because we're awesome. And eventually, probably like HBO Max or something. Probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe. What is it? Pornhub? Probably Pornhub. Pornhub. Better Way chance, better chance, better chance of Pornhub Hub. than HBO Max. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, I'll do it. <laughs> Fine. No! Okay. No! I'll pull out my wiener. Good thing this is the last one before we go on to premiere. Mm. <laughs> and if you follow us on Filter Free Net, which is the Patreon, you will get things in the fall like footballers getting paid with Tim and Dave. You will get Evolution of Evil. You will get this podcast early. You will get wrestling with commercials, which I want to make a more regular thing. And maybe next time TJ can join us. Hmm. Plus, you will have first access to our list of bus rides and events. And wrestling's coming back to the Midwest. So we're still working on, we plan on doing at least one show together. Yes. Maybe we, not Dave, because he won't be able to afford it. But we, we have an idea which one. Dave will we be just, fine. We're good. We just we just have some details we need to iron out. Also, um, you know, with with these bus rides and now being on this network, we might be able to pull off some surprises here in the future. Not promising anything yet, but bum wine bob know. on a bus. I love it. It's my favorite thing you've said so far. I, I'm in. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We should have him drive the bus after drinking his four loco that he loves. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Um, anything else we, uh, we want to discuss? Did I just hear a kitty cat? That's what I thought. I don't own def- one of those. That definitely wasn't not. Me. I own two, but, um, it's definitely not in my house. What is that? DJ, check, check your desk. Your naked daughter always tends to find her way. The door's closed. I hear okay. like a pew, 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 pew. I heard it. I don't, okay. I don't know. I, I, I think I heard it. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. But uh, anything else we want to discuss before we start here? Travel back in time. There it was again. All right, I'm about ready to reach through my screen and whip someone's ass if they touch that button again. I don't know who it would possibly be. I don't have access to the buttons. The the weird noise button? No one clued me in on where that is. I see. I seen it go off that time. (laughs) All right. Well... I'm going to do the show like this. The whole time? whole time. Okay. You should pull your pants down, too. That way we can get back on Pornhub. Well, we, we have an audience to maintain, and they expect wieners. <laughs> <laughs> what? Let's, <laughs> let's go ahead and get started. This week, we're going back to... Uh, July 17th, 1993. We're going to watch some more USWA TV with commercials. Yay! Weirdly enough, the show was an hour and a half with commercials. Yeah. It was the longest show ever. It is weird, y'all. And we saw a lot of Jeff Jarrett, which we will get into. But first, let's run through some events. Filter free up first. Stories that missed the cut. July 2nd, the stadium in Kansas City, the home of the Royals, was renamed Kauffman Stadium just before the death of the team's owner, Ewing Kaufman. No, asshat. You mean Andy Kaufman. That would be a much better story, but Andy Kaufman also died in 1984. <laughs> Great, I, I, hate, I hate this. July 3rd. Los Angeles Dodgers pitching legend. Those assholes. Nine-time all-star 
Three-time World Series winner and 1962 Cy Young winner, Don Drysdale dies at the age of 56 from a heart attack. All that, and he gave the mortgage for the Beverly Hillbillies. That was impressive. He's he's multi-talented. Mr. Drysdale. Yep. Don. July 4th, the Pizza Hut blimp deflates in the air, but lands safely on West 56th Street in New York City. Y'all remember when the XFL blimp crashed? No. Before the first season of the XFL, they were flying the blimp around and it crashed. I didn't even know the XFL had a blimp. Hey, you well, remember when in... the XFL crashed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> I do remember. <laughs> Actually, I liked the XFL. It was different. I like the original version better than what we get now. Yeah. So, I mean, some I don't the... know. I like this version. Well, I like this one too, but some of the rule changes were dumb. Like, hey, for, instead of a kickoff, let's run at each other head on as hard as you can. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and but I liked what they no did. No fair catches. I like what they did with the kickoffs this time, though. Yeah, I like the. That's what they need to do with all of them. I, I think the NFL will adopt that sooner rather than yeah. later. You know what else we like? July 5th, Icelandic musician Bjork releases her first solo album, Debut. That is the name of the album, by the way, was Debut. It's pronounced Bjork. Bjork. And who liked that? July 5th, Ricky Henderson of the Oakland A's leads off both games of a doubleheader with the leadoff home run. The first time that had happened since 1913. On the last day of this month, July 31st, he would be traded to Toronto. That day, he was the greatest to ever play the game. It is, it is amazing. I'm the greatest of all time. It's never, it never makes, doesn't make me laugh. But it really is weird, like how good he was and how many teams he played for. He played for like eight teams. Yeah, doesn't make and sense. And everybody got a haul for him. Yeah. July seventh, Lenny Dykstra hits a two-run double to lead the Phillies to a walk-off seven-to-six win over the Dodgers in twenty innings. He's still in prison? No. He should be. Now he's just doing interviews being an asshat. That's what he does now. Maybe By the way, Lenny Dykstra podcast. That, that, that game lasted 47 hours. Yeah. Today they play it in three hours and 30 minutes. Yeah. Yep. July 8th, Guntus Omanus, elected president of Latvia. Cool. July 12th, an earthquake in Hokkaido hits a 7.8. On the Richter scale, killing 160 people. Hinta again? He's very busy in Japan. He's very busy in Japan. July 19th, FBI Director William Sessions is fired by then-President Bill Clinton. Okay. July 23rd, James Jordan, the father of Michael Jordan, is killed near McCall, South Carolina. They've never really figured that whole thing out. Yeah, they just really didn't. But uh, if you're wondering, why didn't that make the show? Because we already have two other death stories to talk about. So we'll leave James for another show. Can we talk about how weird it is that uh, Michael Jordan's son is now dating Scottie Pippen's ex-wife? And Scottie Pippen hates his face. Scottie Pippen is not the greatest bull of all time, if you ask him. (laughs) <laughs> Which makes no Michael sense. Michael Jordan would have been shit without Scottie Pippen. Sure. Yeah. July 24th, Vince Coleman injures three people when he throws a firecracker into a crowd of autograph seekers. We've actually covered this on a previous show. I would like to just cover that again. I'd it pay was, good money to see that. It was ridiculous. I bet he I bet he ran away from the cops, so. I mean, it's impressive that you had, you know, 
The story, uh, a story of a bigger asshole baseball player than Albert Bell. No, no. Yeah, Barry Larkin. Mm. Who? <laughs> exactly. July twenty fourth, Mets pitcher Anthony Young records his twenty seventh straight loss. Good I remember that. I think we covered that too at some point. Uh, maybe we should. Uh, we haven't covered him as a main topic, so it had no. to have made. Stories that missed the cut again at some point. I think it was just so unbelievable that we talked about it for like 20 minutes. There was a Twins pitcher we talked about that lost like 28 games in a row and then retired. With like yeah, a 230 record. <laughs> July 26th, the Mars Observer takes its first of four photos of Mars. And then the next month, it would have a catastrophic failure in flight. Okay. July 27th, in classic Detroit Tigers fashion... Travis Friedman hits for the cycle, but the Tigers still lost to the Yankees 12 to 7. That's stupid. Definitely stupid Yankees. Stupid Tigers. What are you talking about? Man, they're not they're not good at baseball in the 90s. July 27th, the Mafia bombs buildings in Rome, Milan, and Vatican City, which kills five. I saw that movie. Oh, that movie was awesome. Mafia? God, Godfather 3. Mm. Oh, I was talking about Mafia with uh and uh, this Leslie is, Nielsen from Naked Gun. Naked. This is this is another story you you can bet we're going to cover at some point. I mean, this is a pretty big deal. July twenty seventh, NBC is awarded coverage of the nineteen ninety six Olympics in Atlanta for four hundred and fifty six million dollars. Hey, stupid face, we did Y'all cover, cover that, that last, last week. week, dummy. What? The, the Olympics, Olympics in ninety six. I know. Okay. Well, you just said we're going to. Were you foreshadowing? <laughs> no, I said NBC is awarded coverage of the 96 Olympics in Atlanta. But you said would cover that at some point. We did. We no, the, the ma- I meant the mafia bombing. Oh. oh. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> did I was like what are you talking about? <laughs> we covered that last week. I know that. What are you talking about? I was here. July 29th. Thomas Browning, a pitcher for the Reds, gets arrested for marijuana possession. R.I.P., Mr. Perfect. Criminal. One of 25 pitchers to throw a perfect game. If I had to live in Ohio, I would also be high. And went across the street during a Cubs game and sat on one of the rooftops. I enjoy that, actually. July 29th, Rain Prescott is born in Sulphur, Louisiana, or as he is known to the world, Dak Prescott place for that trash ass Dallas football team that never win shit. Never. But they're going to every year if you ask the analysts. Well they do. Every every August they win the Super Bowl. I just I was just watching something today they're like if 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 Dallas Dallas's players Dallas? play to play to potential they could have the best defense in the league. Well no shit you can say about every team. They could also have the worst offense in the league. Yeah. Stories in the wheelhouse, July 13th. It's time for the Midsummer Classic as the boys of summer gather for the 61st, 64th rather All-Star Game at Camden Yards in Baltimore. CBS had both the radio and television rights for the game with Sean McDonough and Tim McCarver on the TV call and John Rooney, Jerry Coleman, and Johnny Bench on the radio call. What was John Rooney doing there? I don't know. From 60 Minutes? Maybe. I have a sports no. background. I don't know. 48,147 people jammed Camden Yards to watch these two teams 
who were managed by Cito Gaston of Toronto and Bobby Cox from the Atlanta Braves. Great name. Here is your lineups for the National League, starting a catcher in his second All-Star game from Philadelphia, Darren Dalton. First base, also from Philadelphia, John Cruck, the Cruckster. Second base, Chicago Cubs. That's correct. Chicago Cubs legend, Ryan Sandberg in his 10th All-Star game. Who? Shut up. Third base, Gary Sheffield from the Florida Marlins. Shortstop, Barry Larkin. Legend. Mm. Left field, Barry Bonds. Who? Center field, Marquise Grissom. That one kind of surprised me. He was fast. He was very fast. Right, I should say, Chicago Cubs legend, Marquise Grissom. Right field, David Justice. Cincinnati legend. Not Reds, but he was from Cincinnati. And DH of the Chicago Cubs legend, Mark Grace. On the American League side, catcher Ivan Rodriguez from the Rangers. Pudge ass. Pudge. Rodriguez. Stop it. First base, John Olerud of the Toronto Blue Jays. Second base from Toronto. What? Soft head. (laughs) Had to wear a batting helmet. (laughs) When he was younger. What I said, soft head. I said soft head. (laughs) Make it sound like his skull was made of styrofoam. It was. Second base, Roberto Alomar of the Blue Jays. Third base, New York Yankees and Boston Red Sox legend Wade Boggs. Shortstop, Cal Ripken Jr. of the Baltimore Orioles. I was waiting for the Kevin Costner joke, but okay. Left field, Joe Carter of the Toronto Blue Jays. Center field. Indians legend, Joe Carter. And San Diego Padres. Center fielder, Ken Griffey Jr. of the Seattle Mariners. Right field, Kirby Puckett, the Minnesota Twins in his eighth All-Star game. Fat-ass old one-eye. And D.H. Paul Molitor of the Toronto Blue Jays in his sixth All-Star game. Even after spotting the National League with a two-run lead after one inning, the amazing American League went on to squash those jabronis by a final score of 9-3. to Your starting third baseman for the American League, Tampa Bay Rays legend Wade Boggs. They weren't a team yet. Boggs went 0 for 1 at the plate and drew a walk because he is the man. <laughs> what? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Tell you what, let's talk Arizona Diamondbacks legend Mark Grace. I hate you. Grace starred on Cubs teams that included Ryan Sandberg, Andre Dawson, Sean Dunstan, and Sammy Sosa. It was a consistent, steady hitter compiling 2,445 hits and more than 500 doubles during his 16-year career and for a few years batted cleanup for the Cubs and never won a goddamn thing in Chicago. No, because we weren't good at baseball. Still aren't. Grace signed with the Arizona Diamondbacks on December 8, 2000 with a $6 million two-year contract after the, decl- the Cubs declined the offer for salary arbitration. They're cheap. Mm-hmm. The deal included a mutual $3 million option in 2003. He received $5.3 million in his last season with the Cubs, but accepted less money for the opportunity to leave year-round at his home in suburban Scottsdale, Arizona, with his family. Quote, for me to remain a Cub, the Cubs would have wanted to have me back, and the Cubs would have wanted to win, Grace said at the time. Neither of those happened, and I'm one proud Diamondback now. Trash ass Cubs. Actually, it was shortly after this, 1996, is when the Cubs started spending money, and, and at first they weren't good at it. I remember there was one year 
I think um, it was seven of the nine. Are they now? Players. When was the last time y'all won a World Series? I'm sorry. Who's ahead of who in the standings right now? Are you going to win the World Series this year? No, probably not. Okay. The Rays are ahead. True. But they're losing every game now, and they're really starting to piss say, me off. And like every team that was good going into the All-Star break has come out like shit. Yeah. The Marlins are terrible. We're terrible. The Rays are terrible. Um, But the, I mean, there was one year the Cubs, I believe seven of the nine position players were free agents. Yeah, that's bad. Scott, it was- Mark... Mark Grace led baseball in hitting the decade of the 90s. Yeah. And didn't win shit. Correct. We had, um, there's one year we had Scott Service, Eric Karros, Mickey Morandini, Jeff Blauser, Gary Gaetti, Henry Rodriguez, Lance Johnson, and Sammy Sosa. You had Lance Johnson. And that team was terrible. I'd have traded his ass so fast. Speaking of terrible, we got to see if Timmy can redeem himself after last week's. Not so great outing on box score trivia. We that, was, football? that was a tough listen, man. As we do baseball 1993. Because you don't trust anyone, or they can misconstrue your word. This all won't get fine, boss. But today, I'm the greatest of all time. You like that? You like that? Strap in, buddy. There's going to be a lot of Barry Larkin on this list today. He might even get an ERA vote. I don't think so. So here we go. 1993 baseball. <laughs> You know how we're going to start batting average leaders. Um, this one is going to be tough, but there are also some no-brainers. We're going to go five here. Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn, third of the San Diego Padres, 358 and was third. I think third. Gary Sheffield might be on that list. Gary Sheffield, negative. Dave Justice? Dave Justice, no. Barry Larkin? Barry Larkin, no. God. Andres Galarraga? Andres got. Dave's what? looking it up. No, I'm not. Andres Galarraga led the league at 370. Griffey. Ken Griffey Jr., no. Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs, no. Mickey Morandini. Mickey Morandini, as Harry Carey would say it, no. Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle, fourth. <laughs> John Cruck. <laughs> Mickey no Mouse. John Cruck. Well, this all-star team was just like Mark Grace. Jesus. Mark Grace, ninth, 325. There's three. How many we need? Two more. Fat asshole, one eye. Kirby Puckett, no. Willie McGee. Willie. <laughs> no. Willis McGahee. Willis McGahee. <laughs> From the U. Hey. To be fair, one year Willie McGee would have won both batting titles if there wasn't a minimum at bat. You're right. But there is, so. But he still won the AL and wouldn't play in there. We got two guys from Cleveland, three Blue Jays. Cleveland, uh, Kenny Lofton. Kenny Lofton, eighth, 325. There's four. Barry Bonds, fifth, 336. Here's the rest of your top 10. At number 10, Carlos Baerga, 321. Ah, Indians legend. 
Seventh, Roberto Alomar, 326. Robbie. Sixth, Paul Molitor, 332. Should have known. Fourth, St. Louis Cardinals legend Greg Jeffries, 342. New York Mets legend Greg Jeffries. And second of the Toronto Blue Jays, John Olerud. He related to the soft head. <laughs> That's oh, terrible. Who was second? John Olerud. Oh my God. Remember, he wore the batting like, helmet playing first base. Was he like 50 then? No. He oh. played until like 2002. <laughs> That's dumb. Yeah, he, his rookie year was like 91. What, wasn't he 50 then? Yeah, he was a late bloomer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> With Julio Franco. <laughs> Let's do home runs. We'll do uh, we'll do five here also. Crime dog. Fred McGriff. This was the year he played for both Toronto and Atlanta. Tied for eighth with 30. Dave is cheating. How am I? Ge- Why would he How pick the guy che- that was tied for eighth if he was cheating? Yeah. Boom. Bitch, he's a Ray. Tampa Ray legend. Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds tied for the league lead with 46. Griffey. Ken Griffey, third, 45. There's Justice. David Justice, fifth with 40. There's four. You say Bobby Bonilla? Yeah. Mm-mm. McGuire. Mark McGuire, no. Barry Larkin. Barry Larkin, no. Mark Grace. Mark Grace was never a home run hitter. <laughs> Andre <laughs> I Dawson. I think a season high one year was like 17. Andre Dawson, no. Andre Dawson, by the way, in 93. Frank was Thomas. For the Who? Dick Pilhock and Frank Thomas. No. Oh, Frank Thomas, fourth of 41. We got it. Here's the rest of your top 10. At number 10 of the Atlanta Braves, Ron Gant with 36. Cincinnati Reds legend, Ron Gant. <laughs> Damn, Tied Braves with McGriff. had three guys in the top 10? Good yep. lord. Tied for eighth with McGriff, Rafael Palmero of the Texas Rangers. Steroids. Steroids, yeah, big time. I never took steroids. 37. Sixth. Tied for sixth. Albert Bell and Matt Williams both had 38. Lots of steroids between those two. A lot. And golf carts. And then tied for first with Barry Bonds, Juan Gonzalez. Juan Gon, also steroids. God, there are steroids rampant here. 1993, this is the beginning. So let's move to pitching wins leaders for 1993. Let's see if you can get four. Greg Maddox. Greg Maddox, fifth with 20. Jack Morris. Jack Morris, no. Jack Mehoff. Jack Mehoff. (laughs) Officer Jack. <laughs> Roger he Clemens. Jack me off. <laughs> Roger Clemens. No, believe it or not. Uh, well, you didn't put any pictures on here. So, um, Dennis Erickson. Dennis Erickson. No. Dave Stewart. Dave Stewart. No. Ben McDonald. Ben McDonald. No. Ronald McDonald. There is a Tom McDonald. Well, there's not, it's not a McDowell. There's a McDowell on here. Tom Roger Glavin, McDowell. Blackjack McDowell led the league with 22, tied with Tom Glavin, who also had 22. So there's three. Smoltz. John more. Smoltz. John Smoltz. No. Hmm. There is another Brave on here, though. Avery. Steve, Steve Avery. Avery. Steve Avery tied for eighth with 18. Here's Hold the rest one of hand team. with the Angels. Abbott, no. Here's the rest of your top 10, all tied for eighth with Avery, Kevin Apier, Alex Fernandez, which I believe this is the second week in a row he's been on a list, Jimmy Key, and Mark Portugal of the Houston uh, Cincinnati Reds legend, Mark Portugal. Portugal? 
Yep. Yeah. Tied for sixth, Randy Johnson. Who? And Pat Hankin. How we forget him? Pat Hankey. Of, of the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm a terrible cheater. I got to get better at this. Yeah, you're not good at it. <laughs> you should. In fourth place of the San Francisco Giants, Bill Swift with 21. And tied with old Blackjack and Glavin, it, of, uh, the, also of the Giants, John Burkett with 22. McDowell was with the Giants? No, McDowell was with the White, uh, the White Sox. Burkett was with the Giants. Who the hell is McDowell? Blackjack McDowell. He won the Cy Young in like 92 or 93. Actually, might have Roger been McDowell. He, was a, he played on the 86 Mets. That was his oh, rookie season, I think. And he played for Cleveland shortly after. I got to get two. better at my cheating. I don't know who that is. Actually, you probably just need to move your camera because it looks like you have shifty eyes. Mm. Oh, no, because I have my notes here, my screen here. So if I want to see you guys, I have to look here. All right, then, here like we go. I said, you should probably move your screen. I skipped RBIs this week so we can do saves. Save leaders for 93. We're going to do three here. John Franco. John Franco, no. Francisco Mariano. Say no, Francisco Liriano. Mariano Rivera. How about that? No to In both. 93? No to both. Mm. Who was saving in 93? I got nothing. Dennis Eckersley. Was he still around? Uh, he was, but he's not on this list. Was he a starter? I don't think so. Pat Sajak. <laughs> no. John right, we'll Rocker. See. Let's see if you can get one. No. Bobby Thigpen. Bobby Thigpen. No. God. Who's that guy we did a story on a couple weeks ago? That was Dennis Eckersley. No, no. We, didn't, we didn't. We didn't. We dropped the Eckersley story. It was the other guy that had all the saves for the Mets or something. John Franco. No, we didn't do a story on John Franco. Oh, let me go back into our notes. Is that cheating? <laughs> sure. Um, yes, this was terrible last week when I didn't know any answers. And then TJ's more. like, hey, let me give you a, a shithead category that one you're more, not going to know. One more guess. One more guess mm. each. Mm. I'm sure this is thrilling to listen to. Saves nope. from 93. And it wasn't Bobby Thigpen or John nope. Franco. Nope. Or Dennis Eckersley. Nope. Uh, Ron Robinson. Who is that? He's our early 80s starter for the Reds. Ronald Goldman. (laughs) Here we go. Here is your top 10. This is terrible. At number 10 of the Chicago White Sox, Roberto Hernandez. That's what I said. At 38. Bobby Thigpen. I said that. You didn't. You said Francisco Liriano, who was a starting pitcher, and his rookie year was like 2007. (laughs) Number nine. Francisco Mariano. (laughs) Of the. And he meant Mariano Rivera. Of the Texas Rangers, Tom Hankey with 40, tied for seventh. Of the Expos and the Phillies, John Wetland and Mitch Williams, all tied for fourth. Jeff Montgomery of the Royals, Dwayne Ward of the Blue Jays, and Brian Harvey of the Marlins. In third, Lee Smith with 46. He had to have been 60 there. (laughs) Second place, greatest mustache on the planet, Rod Beck with 48. And your leader of the Chicago Cubs with 53, Randy Myers. Ah, Cincinnati Reds legend, nasty boy, Randy Myers. 
Did, oh, Rob Beck was a fatty with an awesome mustache. His mustache. Yes, was he was definitely fat. He also played for the Cubs shortly thereafter. He died. That's, it. That's what happens he when did. you play for the Cubs. Mm, His career rude. died sooner than he did. That's rude. Mm-hmm, well. Speaking of uh, sad here, we got two more stories to do. Two Drug sports stories. Cocaine two sports, heroin. Two, who, who died? That was his weight loss program. <laughs> That's how he died. Cocaine <laughs> heroin. Rod Beck? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, July 13th and 27th is Davey Allison dies in a helicopter crash. And then Reggie Lewis of the Boston Celtics also passes away. I'll start here with Davey Allison. Davey Allison was a NASCAR legend that does not get his fair shape because when he died, he was still only 32 years old. Allison debuted in 1985 after performing well in the Bush series. And Allison was tapped to make his NASCAR debut in 85 at the Talladega 500. He qualified 22nd and finished 10th in his debut. He then made four more starts in 1986, driving the number 95 for Sadler Sadler Racing and even substituted for the injured Neil Bonnet in the number 12. Allison then took over the number 28 for uh, Rainier Lundy Racing, replacing Cale Yarbrough, who left the team to start his own team. Allison moved to Robert Yates Racing in 1989 and stayed the number 28 car, which is where he stayed for the rest of his life. He ran 191 races over his career, in which he won 19, so he won one out of every 10. That's pretty good. Good for NASCAR, yeah. Had 92 top 10s and 14 pole positions. Then on June 12, 1993, Allison was on board his own helicopter, a Hughes 369HS, to fly to Talladega to watch his friend Neil Bonnet and Bonnet's son race in the Bush Series together. Allison attempted to land at the track when suddenly nosed up and crashed. Allison's friend Red Farmer was saved, but Allison sustained a serious head injury. He was pronounced dead at 7 7 a.m. the next morning. On April 29th, 1993, in Game 1 of the Celtics playoff series against the Charlotte Hornets, Lewis suddenly collapsed on the court and remained on the ground for several seconds. After Lewis finally got up, he looked perplexed and dazed as he headed to the Celtics bench. Later, Lewis actually returned to the game briefly, but was eventually pulled due to dizziness and shortness of breath. The following day, Lewis checked into New England Baptist Hospital, where he underwent a series of tests by more than a dozen heart specialists, who the Celtics called their dream team of doctors. Lewis was diagnosed with focal cardiomyopathy, a disease of the heart muscle that can cause irregular heartbeat and heart failure. After being told that his condition was most likely career-ending, Lewis sought out a second opinion and was then diagnosed with a less serious, non-fatal condition instead. On July 27, 1993, during off-season practice, Lewis suffered sudden cardiac death on the basketball court at the age of 27. Two police officers attempted to revive him using mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, but were unsuccessful. I can only hope that the family of Lewis... Sued the shit out of that second doctor. Yes. But uh, the second doctor came out and said that he never told him that he could play basketball again. Pretty sure you have to write a note for that. To and go then to the they, did, they did threaten lawsuits against a journalist who said the death was drug related. Mm. And the Celtics even threatened a lawsuit against that journalist over it because of the league's drug policy at the time. And Len Bias, right? They were still reeling from the Len yeah. Bias story. Yeah. So they had, there was a journalist out there that said it was like cocaine induced and 
the family and the Celtics went ballistic over that. Not much of a journalist. Mm. TJ, <clears throat> speaking of not much of a journalist, you forgot the third death. Bitch. My part of the story. Next. I mean, you could have talked about maybe Allison or... Reggie I talked. To, I talked about the shitty doctor. You're there right. You're right for that. That's my uh, part of the story. And if you're listening to this one, and you know, well, you guys mentioned, uh, you know, Michael Jordan's dad earlier. Well, that 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 deserves more than a third of a story. That's why we didn't cover it now. But you know, what we are going to cover July 25th. It's time to head to the movies as the newest rom-com is released in the form of Sleepless in Seattle. The film was directed and written by Nora Ephron and starred Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan. Bill Pullman, Ross Malinger, and Rob Reiner. You okay? I'm fine. This this movie didn't do anything for me. But I mean, you're not really the intended audience either. Never seen it. I haven't either. Me either. Good job, DJ. You did a movie none of us have seen. An architect from Chicago by the name of Sam Baldwin loses his wife Maggie to cancer and is now faced with with starting a new life with his eight-year-old son Jonah in Seattle. After a year in Seattle, which I love Seattle, by the way. It's beautiful. It is. It's expensive as hell, but it is beautiful. Jonah calls into a radio show and persuades his dad to discuss his troubles on the air. Annie Reed, a reporter from the Baltimore Sun, is listening, who is engaged to a man named Walter, but feels like something's missing. This film was conceived by Jeff Arch in 1989, who was struggling at the time and was actually working as an English teacher and a Taekwondo instructor. English? English. It was, it was. He taught old English. It was English. Naked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he taught English from the 1700s. Yes. Ye I talked naked. <laughs> naked English. <laughs> <laughs> that should be our next shirt. Naked English. Whenever we start doing those again. Arch was frustrated with his writing career in films and was considering hanging it up and focusing on teaching when Sleepless in Seattle hit. The movie was originally supposed to be based in Chicago, but after Arch visited Seattle, he chose Seattle instead because the residents had chosen lifestyle over work. And that was a, that that is well, true. Absolutely. And sleepless in Seattle sounds better than murdered in Chicago. <laughs> it's Detroit. So in one of the few times in movies, the film was actually filmed where it was taking place. The film made $17.2 million on opening weekend, ranking second behind only Jurassic Park. Overall, it made $227 million on a $21 million budget and is still perceived by many to be the greatest rom-com of all time. They're wrong. Okay. Sleepless in Seattle received positive reviews upon release with critics, particularly praising Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan's performances and chemistry in the lead roles. Review aggregator site Rotten Tomatoes reports that 75% out of 60 professional film critics gave Sleepless in Seattle a positive review with an average rating of 6.6% out of 10. That doesn't sound like perceived by most as the greatest rom-com of all time. That I sounds did. very average. I, I bet this movie is shit. Mm. <laughs> the consensus states, Sleepless in Seattle is a cute classic with a very light touch and real chemistry between the two leads, even when spending an entire movie apart. Rotten Tomatoes also ranked Sleepless in Seattle the 53rd best blockbuster of the 1990s. Dumb. Well, I Dumb. Mean, to be fair, they were right about the Hanks Meg Ryan chemistry. They made like two more movies. You've got mail. Mm. Exactly. Fun. I mean, to be fair, AOL was the star of that movie. That's true. Fun facts time. 
Despite playing the role of his sister in the movie, Despite. Rita Wilson is the huh? Despite English and despite. Despite playing the role of it, there's a lot of L's naked. In naked. Despite playing the role of his sister in the movie, Rita Wilson is the real life wife of Tom Hanks. They had been married for five years at the time of release of this movie. Sleepless in Alabama is what it should have been called. You're hmm. my sister. You're my sister. Oh, I'm your sister. A pre-Seinfeld reference to the real-life soup Nazi. A male journalist is speaking as Meg Ryan enters an office in her newspaper saying, he's the meanest guy in the world, but he makes the best soup you've ever eaten. No it, sounds weird. it sounds weird to say you eat soup. You do eat soup. I know, I, I knew, but it's... Bitch, your mama eats soup. I, I you don't drink soup. soup. Sure you do. No, I don't. I Why would it. you drink soup? <laughs> Stop that. Tom Hanks simultaneously did God damn it. <laughs> Tom Hanks simultaneously <laughs> did voice work for the character of Woody in Toy Story during his days off from filming. The role of Annie Reed was originally offered to Julia Roberts, who so turned hot. it down. Kim Basinger was also offered hot. the role in the early script pro skip script process, but turned it down because she thought the premise was ridiculous. Correct. After Michelle Pfeiffer, Jennifer Jason Lee, and Jodie Foster declined as well, Meg Ryan landed the role because no one else was left in Hollywood. Yeah. Congratulations, Meg. You're the last person we have on the list. Parker Posey was originally cast in the movie, but later cut. She appeared in Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks' You've Got Mail and Dazed and Confused. She was fabulous and Dazed and Confused. In 1993, so, never seen it. What? What, Days of Confused? Never seen it. I've seen Days of Confused. You're terrible. You should watch that. You will love that movie. At least I don't eat my soup with a fork. <laughs> I put crackers in it and eat it. I like to put uh, crackers in chili. Which is a soup. I've also, what? It's a soup. No, it isn't. Chili is a soup. It's not. You it's make also, it really wrong. It's also good on hot dogs, and you can put it over spaghetti. And hot dogs are good with ketchup. Yeah, if you're a Hill Jack from Ohio, you can do those things. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Hill Jack got up on me. <laughs> um, I have you ever have you ever tried to put peanut butter in your chili? No, no, I'm not a Canadian. It's very good. It's delicious. No, that's wrong. It's very good. I, put I mean, I put chocolate in so. it, but not not peanut butter. I can you see it. Put, you guys put syrup on omelets. I can yeah. see. I, I mean, not intentionally. They, I've had them touch each other. No, I don't eat omelets because they have eggs in them. Oh yeah, I forgot. You don't eat eggs. You're weird. Mm. Eggs are gross. Okay. Well, July thirty first, we have a, a bit of a sleeper pick here as Almond Brothers band guitarist Dickie Betts was arrested for shoving two cops. Although I could not find much on this particular story. The life of Dickie Betts is a story on itself. Betts' career began in 1969 when Dwayne Allman was starting out as a session musician for Phil Walden. Walden put Allman into a power trio with Betts and Greg Allman, and the three started the Allman Brothers Band. I've been in a few power trios as well. I'm sure you have. After the death of Dwayne Allman in 1971, Betts became the sole guitarist for the band and also began singing as well. 
Later in the year, Almond Brothers released Jessica and Ramblin' Man, the biggest hit the band would ever have. The Almond Brothers band fell apart and Betts went solo, starting a band with the name of Dickie Betts and Great Southern in 1977. Then in the 1990s, the Almond Brothers reformed but left Betts out for several tour dates for, quote, personal reasons. In case you don't know, Dickie Betts' real name is Forrest. Run, Forrest, run. I love that a lot. A year after the Almond Brothers celebrated their 30th anniversary, Betts departed the group and hit the road on his own. Again. Literally with his face at some point. His guitar sound is still immediately recognizable with soaring leads providing musical wings and his road season vocals reflecting grit and hard-earned respect. Dickie released a solo CD in June of 2001 mining such American music genres as jazz, western swing, country rock, blue, Celtic, and some good old rock and roll. Celtic? Betts was ranked number 58 by Rolling Stone in their list of 100 greatest guitarists of all time. I've never even heard of this guy. You've heard of the Almond Brothers, right? Oh, yeah. There you go. Betts' last show with the Almond Brothers was the Music Midtown Festival in Atlanta, Georgia on May 7, 2000. Things reached a breaking point when the remaining original Almond Brother member, Greg Almond, Butch Trucks and... Jamo, Jamo, mm-hmm. what a, what a Jamoke! Butch Trucks is also a phenomenal name. Along with Eric Bischoff, suspended bets reportedly via fax before the launch of the band's summer campaign tour in two thousand. Wait, they where? Were in where? Atlanta, they were in Atlanta. He got a fax. I assumed it came from Bischoff. Okay, I was gonna say, wait, wait, you can't just gloss over the fact that Bischoff fired Mickey, Mickey Betts. By facts, that's what he does. He fires people by facts. Yes. According to Betts, the band told him in the facts to get clean. This is, by the way, also the worst intervention ever. We're going to do your intervention by facts. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care enough to see you. Here's the fact. Betts was. Betts was subsequently ordered out of the band after this dispute went to arbitration. What? Was it his third major league season? They had to go to an arbitrator? It's just, you you read shit like this, and you would think it's like, oh my, is this like a, you know, a big band from like the 80s? Is this like Poison or something? No, it's the Almond Brothers band, who were famous from 1971 to 1975. They did Ramblin' Man and Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> All them brothers were good. I'm not saying they weren't. You guys are rambling on about some old guy. I don't get it. It's Ramblin' guy. Man. Yeah, it's Ramblin' Man. Of we're rambling on. Yeah. I don't know anything about that song. Well, what's... What? You don't know Ramblin' Man? I mean, I know... You haven't seen Days to Confused. I literally can't start singing Ramblin' Man right now because I don't know how it goes. Lord, Lord I, I was born a Ramblin' Man. Okay, now I can there you go. Okay. And that's all you could sing. What's ne- what's next in the notes? It's my turn. Oh, it's time for Dave's Faves. Have you seen it? Our life together? When do we ever have a life together? Come on, Sporto. Level with me. You slipper the hot beef injection. Go to hell! Nah. <laughs> hey, what's going on? A 60. Huh? Cow- I figured it out, TJ. 
I had my phone setting on the corner of my coaster, mm-hmm. and the rubber from the phone was rubbing on my desk. Hmm. I have a rubber phone, by the way. A rubber phone? <laughs> What's that like? You can throw it at people. You wrap it around your... Never mind. Oh. So this is the last week of the month, right? Yes. And we, we like, literally, it's been four movies. That's the entire month. Yeah. Who's winning? I, I think know. I am. Is, I think isn't I'm that your job? I'm winning like two to one. I didn't have score on here. That sounds right, actually. I believe that. We're going with it's tied. Okay. Oh, shocker. We got four <laughs> movies this week. I'll make sure there's not a tie. Okay. Movie number A. 44 points. <laughs> <laughs> movie number A. Our first movie this week grossed more than $56.5 million at the box office on a budget of $14 million. And smash Sleepless Sleepless in Seattle. So here we go. And just so you know, all four of these movies, not a one, made $100 million. Sweet. Wow. It was 93. I mean... Here we go. TJ, think about this. Okay. <laughs> when an accident miraculously gives a boy an incredibly powerful pitching arm. Rookie of the year. TJ with five points for rookie of the year. Chicago Cubs. <laughs> Chicago Cubs legend. Henry Rowan Gardner. Henry Rowan Gardner. <laughs> Rosenbaga. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> Gary Busey was fabulous. Movie number B. With a budget of $8 million, our second movie this week raked in more than $36.4 million at the box office. I bet Timmy knows this one. It's worth a third of a point. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't gotten a taste of college life. A drastically changed farm girl returns home for Thanksgiving break with her best oh, friend, oh, oh, no. flamboyant party uh, animal who is clearly a fish out of water in a small farm town. Um, son-in-law? Yes. Son-in-law, TJ, with another nine points. <laughs> <laughs> Pauly Shore was on fire for like the first hey, half of the 90s. Buddy. Oh, yeah. Biodome in the army now, son in law, Encino Man. Yeah, Encino Man was jury duty crashed and then drugs. Yep, yep. We took those two out there and we put them in the barn. I think everybody's gonna get so upset about it. So I didn't bone her. So he didn't bone me. So you guys didn't bone. Oh, now wait a minute. You can't really believe you. Wait a minute. I gotta tell you, Travis, it really tweaks my melon. See ya. Buff bro like crawl here get wheezed on by a greasy scumbag like you. So you just chill. No. Travis, you just get out. Hey, you can't talk to me like no, that. No, but I can. Good. Oh! 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 Made you in karate for two semesters. <laughs> I got to say something here. Let's chow down here. And much on some grinding. Can we talk about how much talent was in that movie? Well, yeah. What, 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 I, what other movie was Travis in? He was in a lot. 
Well, I was thinking that the fat redhead kid from Sandlot. Mighty Ducks and the Big Green was in it. And the Sandlot. And then uh, the judge from uh, the Joe Pesci movie, My Cousin Vinny. My Cousin Vinny. And yeah. he was um, in the Superman TV show, Adventures of Superman Lois Lane. Oh, I'm sorry. He wasn't the judge. The judge was... Uh, Herman Munster. Herman yeah, Munster. He was the, the, the other lawyer. lawyer. Yeah. yeah. All right. Movie number three is a doozy. And I love it. How many points is it worth? It might be worth up to 17 points. Mm. <laughs> it, might, it might be worth one seventeenth of a point. <laughs> Our third movie this week grossed more than $12.7 million. Yike. On a budget of $17 million. Whoops. Uh, yeah. Movie number C is a sequel. Okay. Larry and Richard are back using a voodoo. Micah, uh, Weekend corpse. at Bernie's too. Yes. Timmy C with half a point. Weekend at Bernie's too. Nobody saw that movie. I did. Not in the theater. But. Bernie, he was dead. He did. That's true. He's probably, he's probably starting to smell by this point. Hit the clip. America's favorite stiff is back. That's Bernie Lomax. I recognize that smirk anywhere. But hmm. this corpse has a job to do. I found this in Bernie's wallet. It's a key to a safety deposit box in St. Thomas. That's the two million bucks that Lomax stole. It's noted as a personal entry account. What does it mean? The only one who could get in is Bernie Lomax personally, and, well, he's kind of dead right now. We go back to the morgue. We get the body. We go to St. Thomas. Oh. We take Bernie to the bank. So they're packing him up. I think I'm going to sit down. Thanks. And heading for the island. How did See, that movie not make a hundred million? He had he had started to stink. And by the way, was he the only corpse rigor mortis never set in? Or yes, he just, he's he turned to play doh. <laughs> <laughs> Our last movie of the week determines the winner. Whoever gets this wins, maybe. This movie grossed more than $72 million on a budget of $20 million, but became a cult classic after its theatrical release. Okay. This movie is absolutely one of Dave's faves. Okay. Robin and Achu discover that Prince John has assumed control over England while King Richard is away fighting in the crusade. Robin Hood men in tights. Timmy C wins the game. Nice. Well done. Clip. We're men. We're men in tights. We roam around the forest looking for lights. We're men. We're men in tights. We run from the rich and give to the poor. That's right. We may look like sissies, but what would you say or else we'll put out your lights? We're men. We're men in tights. Always on guard, defending the people's rights. La 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 la. Yes! 
Mel Brooks. For some reason, when you said uh, cult classic and one of Dave's faves, I re- immediately thought of Hot Shots Part Two because that also came out in '93. Oh, I love that movie. I do too. It's hilarious. You should watch that See, again. I was thinking Dazed and Confused because that also came out in '93. I never <laughs> seen it. Stupid. I know. When you said it was one of your faves, I immediately shot that down. But you know what that means? It means what? it's my turn. Oh. That means it's my turn. Mm. Let's go to Timmy's Trivioki. I'm walking outside. Oh, don't waste it. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. Oh, my darling. You look wonderful tonight. Okay. World famous racist Eric Clapton. Right. Timmy's Trivioki. All right. Nobody's going to win this game. So okay, great. great. So let's just roll into it. All my stuff is worth one point. So Okay. Song number one, clue Stupid. number one. This is a song recorded by American singer Elvis Presley for the album Blue Hawaii in 1961. Jailhouse Rock. Hunka Hunka Burnin' Love. Clue number two. In 1993, British reggae band UB40 covered the original... Red, 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 red wine. 1961 Elvis Presley recording as the first single from the 1993 album Promises and Lies. Dave won. <laughs> That's not right. Oh. <laughs> I would stop reading if you got it right. Clue number not three. Red wine. This song appears on the soundtrack for the Sharon Stone semi-porn sliver. My neck. My back. Yep, I remember. Everyone remembers when Elvis performed that live in Elvis sang this song. Falling in love with you. Got it. in love with all I can think of right now is watch girls running on the beat. Song number two. Didn't do this is a 1987 song. This is 1993. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Saturday Night Fever. Song was released in October of 1987 on the album One Way. One Way, 
or another. Yeah. I'm gonna find yeah. you. I'm gonna get to get to get you some. In 1992, it was also included on the Bad to the Bone album. Bad yeah, to the Bone. Your, keep your hands to yourself. Well, that, that's and through the Georgia satellites. The song was released as a single in 1993 after the unexpected success of their previous international hit single, Sweat. Um, damn it. Clue number three. It is Keith well Sweat. twisted. It is well known is the opening theme to the American TV series, Cops. Bad boys. Bad boys. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? This show is filmed on location. I love that movie. Bad boys? It was a song. I love bad boys. So, I haven't seen Bad Boys 3 yet. What are you talking good. about? It's a bad song. I just told you. Bad Boys 2 is the best. They, I, I agree. They, they made a second version? Mm-hmm. Is it like classical? Mm-hmm. Bad Will, Boys, Will Bad Smith Boys, what you gonna do? <laughs> Was Walter Matthau sing that one? <laughs> 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 All right. Song number three and my favorite by far of this Clue number one. Man, I feel album, like a woman. Is is the album's first single. It reached number two on the Billboard Hot 100, March 20th, 1993. Bitch tip. Behind Informer by Snow. And I'm not, telling you the, I'm not telling you the album because it'll give it away. Informer. So, number two, Behind Snow. Remember that and we'll all laugh at that in just a second. Okay. Clue number two, Double XL Magazine named it the top hip-hop song of the decade of the 90s. Whoop, there it is. I like big butts and I cannot lie. I'm sorry, did you say whoop, there it is? Yeah. Yeah. Clue number three. (laughs) (laughs) This is a song by American rapper Dr. Dre featuring fellow American rapper Snoop Doggy Dogg on Dre's solo album, The Chronic. Oh, Dre, uh, not Dre Day, uh, G thing. Nothing but a G thing. If, it, if it's rap, I'm out. You guys know that. This is the whitest thing I've ever seen in my life. This is the whitest to the mic like a fan thank you i win man i killed it i got all three there was three songs and he won one to nothing tj you were shit well do you know what else was shit this uswa show from July 17th, 1993, your announcers are Dave Brown and Corey Macklin. To start the show, it almost appears that Ric Flair is approaching because of the music. Then they swerve us, and it's just videos of Jerry Lawler and Dutch Mantel. They go over the card we're about to see, and then it's commercial time. 
Is it just me or do wrestling rings look weird without a ring apron? They do. It looks hunky as shit, actually. Undertaker that always even hide under there. That's true. That always bugged me about USWA. All I thought was great commercials to start off. Let's go. That would be great though if someone still hit under the ring. They would you just see him sitting. don't say anything all right guys it's time dennis hall's auto salvage the home of a million parts nothing like buying some junk turn blinker fluid from a junkyard call 346-9546 and get you a new tailpipe for your old clunker i missed all these old scrapyard commercials correct it was the victory. On the one up there was victory auto wreckers. The guy would like try to open the door and the door would just fall off his car. <laughs> All right, guys, it's time. Graceland Dodge year in closeout sale in July. Yep. It's weird. Get a 93 Dodge Shadow for an unheard of $154 a month. Mm. To be to be fair, you could now buy a 93 Dodge Shadow for $154. Why are they having the year in closeout in July? Do they know how calendars work? Memphis. Welcome to Memphis. So here's where our shows are an hour and a half long and our months are, or our years are seven months long. Even if they were going to do like, say, the model year, which I'm sure what they mean, the new model year starts in October. So it still doesn't make sense. I think next week we should do the year end of FFP. In August. (laughs) Oh, my God. Hey, fans, don't forget to head to Crystal's for the new big league specials. The four-bagger is only $1.49. Nothing better than some shitty Crystal Burgers for under a buck fifty. Oh, look, Dave Brown does the weather at WNC-TV5, the Mid-South's news leader. It's probably their only news channel was (laughs) WNC-TV5. Well, they can't be the loser if they're the leader. That's true. They recapped the previous world title match Jerry Lawler had against the Vampire Warrior, or as we know him now, Gangrel. Lawler has the advantage until Gangrel reaches the new tights and Dex Lawler. They continue to show how much Gangrel leaned on using this foreign object, but to no avail, because he's Jerry Lawler and this is Memphis, Lawler pulls down the strap and makes his comeback. Then he hits the second rope fist drop and goes for the cover, but Burt Prentice the manager for Vampire, uh, Vampire Warrior makes the save and Lawler wins by disqualification. After the beating by Vampire Warrior, Prentice and Vampire Warrior leave with the title. Did USWA have lights? I couldn't see a damn one. One. They had one light. They had a flashlight guy. It was, <laughs> it was a guy up top of the it was a, a mag halogen. light. <laughs> so apparently this Burt Prentice fella was involved in the early days of TNA wrestling. And he actually helped them get their deal with the Nashville Fairgrounds for their weekly pay-per-view shows and was even the host of TNA show Explosion alongside Jeremy Borash. Nice. Huge, huge in redneck, yeah. That guy. Burt Prentice? Yeah. All, well, basically, he's huge everywhere. But yeah. mm. anyway. That's rude. I, I asked the same question. That Vampire Warrior Gangrel? Why, yes, it is. Could this dude not get another gimmick? He did the same gimmick in AWA, too. But see, I didn't hear, I didn't catch his name. So I am going to call Burt Prentice Fat Ron Jeremy most of this show. Okay. But he must be a manager here in Memphis. Video editing is horrendous. Did Quelo work for Mid South in 1993? Well, this isn't Mid South, Dingleberry. 
Just do Whatever. Yeah, some of these shows. Some of these shows we watch of like the local stuff. They're not always the best of saying names. There's a or, jobber on or the, editing video. There's a jobber on the show. I'm pretty sure they ne- they only say his last name. When, well, we'll, that's better than some of them did. It's Tarkton. <laughs> Fran Tarkenton. When the Lawler highlights and Burt Prentice comes out dancing and singing Disney songs, then he introduces Vampire Warrior as a unified USWA champion, which we just covered. These unified not. with who? Yes. Well, Ed, we're class. I, I would bet. Then one guy comes out, and apparently he by himself is the tag team champion. <laughs> then the intergender champion comes out, and it's Disco Inferno. God. That one from WCW, yes. He actually references Andy Kaufman and says he was a great champion until Jerry Lawler murdered him in Memphis. That was his exact words. That seems like very bad taste. So now Andy Kaufman passed the torch to the Disco Inferno nine years after he died. What are we doing? He challenges any woman to face him when out walks Miss Texas, a.k.a. Miss Jackie, Burt Prentice says Jackie has no gender, then calls her a man. My heavens, it's cool that WCW used the same storyline in 1996. Nothing better than a young disco inferno in USWA. And he looked like a complete goof. Oh, yeah. I love the tie, though. Yeah. And the hat. It's funny how disco was in a feud here with Miss Texas, though. Like you said, when WCW asked him to lose to her a few years later, he refused and left the company for a short while. Yep. Princess says, Miss Texas is a man in drag, and his name is Bubba Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew this asshole would still have a career 30 years later? Disco still has a podcast. Who, Bubba Johnson? No, Shut up. Bubba Johnson. (laughs) But apparently Fat Ron Jeremy runs the show because he's everywhere. We're going to see a lot of him still to come. TJ, what are we watching? He just called Jackie a man. Uh, We're watching... We're watching Tennessee in 1993. That's what we're watching. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Match one, Tony Wake takes on the legend, Tony Falk. That's his words, not mine. This match is short, and although Tony Williams dominates this match, Falk rolls him up and uses the ropes for leverage for the win. Now the part everyone is waiting for, the commercials. I've never heard of either of these guys. Let's get to these commercials. Yeah. What are you talking about? All we need is a third Tony, and it will truly be a 90 show. When you have Tony, Tony, Tony. Where's Tony Danza when you need him? Mm. He's being the boss. Somewhere. Tony DeVito. Was what's, what's, he busy? Tony DeVito. That's Danny DeVito. It's Danny Tony. DeVito. No, there's a wrestler named Tony DeVito. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it, sounds, it sounds like he could have wrestled in Memphis in 93, because I've never heard of him. I think he wrestled for ECW. Performance Toyota in Memphis realizes it's not year-end in July. Correct. It's time for their summertime sell-down. This is your chance to save lots of money, folks. I agree. Toyota smart for knowing it's not the end of the year in July. <laughs> NTW gives you the best on the road. Every tire NTW sells is guaranteed by their 125% price guarantee. Yeah, I doubt that. NTW, it's impossible to pay less. And they are still in business. Good for them. 
NTW looks like a tire dungeon. What are you it talking does. about? <laughs> it does. Very, but the very night, neatly organized tire dungeon. Their their tire dungeon is better lit than Mid South Coliseum mm-hmm. during during a USWA show. Yeah. Recently, an object was sighted. It was big. It was just big, too big to measure with the human eye. Which they is say weird. it could show up anywhere. Whoa! Fat Ron Jeremy? Pizza Hut. Bigfoot from Pizza Hut. 21 slices on a totally different crust for a ridiculously low $10.99. Bigfoot from Pizza Hut. The biggest pizza you can get delivered. Now I want pizza. Right now. I remember getting the Bigfoot pizza when a I was A totally kidding. different it, crust. It What's it made yeah. of? Like, It's not bread, apparently. Dr- it's drywall. It's, it's made of lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> made of lettuce. <laughs> You get the crust in one box, and then you get the cheese and the sauce in a box. <laughs> you just get the box, and it's just tomato <laughs> sauce and cheese lettuce. on paper. Fried. <laughs> power. BC power. BC power in the powder. The power of BC. <laughs> when you need relief, BC stops paying fast. That was the entire commercial. Ah, yes. BC. Cocaine for headaches. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right, guys. Dave Brown really needs to stick to weather, though. I like Dave Brown. Whatever. Now we have highlights from Steve Dahl and Rex King against Principal C.W. Bergstrom and Melvin Pinrod. <laughs> he was a principal? Principal C.W. Bergstrom and his, his uh, what do they call him? His best... His finest pupil, Melvin Penrod Jr. Uh, Melvin looks like donkey lips from Salute Your Shorts, but about 200 pounds heavier. Uh, the ref misses the hot tag, and like a true baby face, Rex King pinches the referee for the disqualification. Pinches? Well, then I found out, you find out later the referee was a heel. I didn't know that. But he pinched him? He pinched him. He punched him right in the face. You said pinch. I know I said pinch. I meant punch. Why is there a dude wrestling in slacks and a polo? Because he's a principal. Still no working lights in this arena. Nope. <laughs> he was one of the original members of the Mean Street Posse. I'm coming to you this week from Dave's garage. With the lights off. With the lights off. I'll turn my outside ring camera on just so we have a little bit of visual in there. <laughs> so we've got the villain from Pee Wee's Big Adventure and some random guy in a polo versus actual wrestlers. Yep. The referee here is Paul Neighbors, the younger brother of Gomer Pyle. <laughs> Jim Neighbors. Very good. And then we go to a promo with the two actual wrestlers. Ah. Now we come back. Dave didn't move it correctly. Now Which we come back for a. Jandy also says. Oh. Uh, we come back for a Simply Divine promo, which is the team name of Rex King and Steve Dahl. They'd be the future well done in the WWF for the record. They announced that the fabulous one, Jeff Jarrett, which is tremendous, that's his name here, will be in their corner for their next title match. Other than that, this was a fairly run-of-the-mill babyface promo. Rex King and Steve Dahl, simply divine. I think you mean Timothy Well and Stephen Dunn, WWF tag team jobbers from 1994 who feuded with the Bushwhackers. Ah. If you don't remember these guys, they were managed by Harvey Wimpleman, and wore ladies one piece thong bathing suits over spandex shorts, or was it Nick's? <laughs> mm, but by the way, uh, 
uh, Steve Dahl in this match still wearing that. Nicks? No, the thong. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> Um, These guys look not necessarily like the rockers, probably more like rhythm and blues. Mm. And seeing these guys in these outfits, maybe their nickname should have been like, I don't know, the teeny wangers. Hungry butts. It must have been cold. It was cold and dark wherever they were wrestling. Um, I'm going to get one of those Borat green bathing suit thongs and wear it to the swimming pool in my neighborhood when we moved to Alabama. By the way. Steve Dahl was also one of the men in the ring for Scott Hall's WCW debut. It was Mike Enos against Steve Dahl. Which was, wasn't he like the the black top terminator? The the gambler or something like that. Uh, Terrible. Match two. never got a good gimmick. No, he didn't. The Shadow and the Intruder take on Simply Divine. Again, this is a run-of-the-mill squash match. Not a lot to say. Simply Divine get the win. I wonder how much USWA jobbers got paid. They didn't. Well, if Jared Jarrett's still running the company, like 15 bucks. And a hot PG-13 dog. is way better than all these clowns. Mm, no. I, I just thought the Shadow would go on to have a much more successful career as the Gimp in Pulp Fiction. Oh. <laughs> when you want to get something special for your kids, there's a big toy in every Wendy's Kids Mill. You can get a hamburger kids meal with a toy for $1.99 and Biggie drinks, Biggie fries, and a side salad on the 99 cent sides menu. Ain't, ain't shit 99 cents at Wendy's anymore. No. And I don't care what the commercial says. Dave Thomas was a cutthroat bastard. Why do you say that? Now, why do you say that? Because he was. Read okay. a book. S- says who? Uh, says his biographer. Well, they make fire bacon cheeseburgers, so it's. Yeah, I'll <laughs> let him, I'll I let don't think he makes them anymore because he's been dead for like a decade. I said they. I didn't say he's been dead for two decades, and his frosties are the shit. Yeah, true. <laughs> he he stole his chicken recipe from Kentucky Fried Chicken. Well, he used to work at Kentucky Fried Chicken at the Happy Hawker. You'll find all kinds of merchandise at incredible savings. If you'd like to pay reasonable prices when you buy musical instruments, cameras, TVs, and VCRs, tools, even jewelry in China, then you'd make a great pawn shopper. You can buy the whole country of China there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I Why use Valvoline motor oil? It's the number one choice of Indiana 500 chief mechanics, Daytona 500 chief mechanics, NHRA mechanics, and Baja 1000 mechanics. For use in their race cars and in their own cars. Any more questions? People who know use Valvoline. I love they specified Daytona 500 chief mechanics. Like it's their only race. Yeah, probably is. And then they take some time off. Are the Muppets doing the weather in Memphis now? What does a penguin know about a tornado? Or the North Pole team? Oh, no- what does yeah, a penguin was, know about You beat me to Pole? it. You beat me to it. I was going to uh, say it. All those North Pole penguins. Yeah. The- <laughs> With tornadoes. Bastards. So is it like oh, hurricanes and typhoons? Eric hanging out. Is it like hurricanes and typhoons? Like it's penguins are called something else in the North yes. Pole than the South Pole. Shane Helms. Yeah, they're called elves in the North. Uh, Pole. Elves. Yeah, that's true. See, they're Shane there. Shane Helms, tugboat, all of them sitting with penguins at the North Pole. Love it. Now I want to go. Great. A Star Trek car commercial. The spaceship USS Better Price. Its mission is to destroy on competition. 
Take it easy, though. They'll zap them with their lower prices. Country Ford will be any deal on any Ford, regardless. This this was a bad this was a bad one. That commercial was terrible. Great job, Country Ford. Star Trek only premiered thirty years earlier. Way to stay relevant. Klingon competition, regardless. Yeah. I can't I can't do that with my fingers. Vader. Yeah. I can I can yeah, always do, can I, can do that. I can do all like, kinds of shit with my fingers. Tim's making S's with his <laughs> Timmy's like when I do it, another finger pops out of my hand. I have six. <laughs> There's a lot of good mechanics who shop at AutoZone. And they no, use there aren't. You, can, you can save money changing your oil and shopping at AutoZone. Don't oil. worry though, if you need help, that's what they're here for. They're gonna no. help me change my oil. Oh. Oh no, they're gonna oh. change your oil. <laughs> I I mean I tell people all the time, the only thing I would ever buy from AutoZone is an air freshener, and that's only if Walmart's out. Well, AutoZone's terrible. Well, it depends on what you're looking for. Uh, If you're looking for garbage, you can go to AutoZone. Well, if you're looking for like a nut for your bumper, you got to go to AutoZone. What is a nut for your bumper? What does that mean? Show me your bumper. I'll show you my nut. I'm a nut in your bumper, girl. <laughs> Kentucky pickup lines. I'm a nut in your bumper. I love that um, Timmy's clear not understanding how cars work turned into a perverted joke, which is my favorite thing ever. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Show me your front butt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> your Dodge Shadow. Is that what we call it that? Oh, God. <laughs> Fine caravan. <laughs> Let's see what's under your hood. You can get it for $154 a month. A no, night. You can get, not now. Now it's $154 total. Oh, okay. Good. I'm in. Oh, Burt Prentice comes back out with everyone and is yelling and screaming about Jeff Jarrett being in the corner of Simply Divine. I have to say, Prentice is not bad on the mic. I actually kind of like him. After Burt leaves, Dave Brown is talking about Jeff Jarrett and all the friends he has in other industries. It's like they're cutting the WWF promos already. They then interview country music legend Mickey Gilly about old Double J. Very loose legend talk there. Uh, it's their term, not mine. He cuts off halfway through, and now we get a black and white music video, or at least I think that's what's supposed to be, but I can't tell because it's silent. USWA at it again. This happened the last time we watched USA USWA show. This ends with Double J and Mickey playing the piano together. It's cute. Mickey Gilly? Never heard of her. Mm-hmm. And great after bars. watching the video, still can't hear shit. Yep. Mickey Gilly has great bars, by the way. Gillies. It's where they, uh, where they, uh, Urban Cowboy was set, and there's a really good one in uh, Vegas, right out in front of uh, one of the casinos. I wrote a mechanical bull there looked much more athletic getting on it than when tj got on his wrong <laughs> can we talk about how odd fat ron jeremy stable is it's it's a hodgepodge it, for sure it is and what the hell is conrad thompson doing here hosting an interview with mickey gilly mm. but nothing says hip like having mickey gilly on your show in 1993 <laughs> Woo! But I loved the silence during the Mickey Gilly video. It's probably actually better than hearing the music. It's hard to argue. 
And then the second video has music, and I'm absolutely sure of the previous statement. Guaranteed that silence was way better. By the way, Jeff's arms are moving entirely too little to be playing the melody he's playing on piano. Faker. Mm. Also a theme throughout his career. At Can't least play guitar right. either. On the next Ask Jeff Anything, I'm going to ask him, were you really playing the piano in July of 1993 when you were sitting with Mickey Gilly and USWA wrestling? And he'll say, who? He's going to go, nerd. <laughs> Jarrett, that comes out for his match, but Burf Prentice wants to talk to him face-to-face like a man. Prentice says that Jarrett only has the Southern Heavyweight title because Burt lets him have it. And Jeff needs to keep Prentice as a friend and not an enemy. Prentice then throws a punch, but Jeff retaliates. But here comes Vampire Warrior, Tony Falk, Disco Inferno, and the rest of the gang. Then out yeah. comes Simply Divine to help even the odds. Then Miss Texas runs out and takes out Disco Inferno. Eventually, the heels get chased off. This should have been how the show ended. But then they go another half hour. Yeah, but we have more. <laughs> what is Jeff Jarrett wearing? His outfits were weird until he got attitude and just wore shorts after. Don't piss me off. To yeah. be fair, they still looked weird. He has an oddly shaped body. So peep this, guys. Burt Prentice was 35 years old here. Wow. He looked like he was 57. <laughs> I love that you you changed your own number on the notes. 57. That's like... Yep. A hundred pounds for every year he lived. That's, I mean, that's mean. It's time for more commercials. Yes. Super Truck 93 comes to Memphis. Custom trucks, custom lowriders, and more at Truck at Truck at Truck Hutton Truck Country. To be fair, Chuck Hutton Chevrolet. Done. Chuck Hutton Chevrolet and Chuck Hutton Toyota are still a thing. Who'd have thunk it? Also, what an odd combination that you are. A Chevrolet dealership and a Toyota dealership. Yeah. Chuck, it gets better, though. Wait till later. Okay. Chuck Hutton Truck Country. They, yeah, that's tough to say. Try Chuck saying Chuck that five times. Yeah. You should choke on it. I choked on it saying it once. It's true. Goldilocks and the Three Bears went cruising for Burger King. Mm. I thought she stole their porridge. That's why she, she bought them a burger. Oh. Here, have this shitty hamburger. It's time to shop at Jolly Roger and RCA Jolly Royal. Shit, that's (laughs) (laughs) again. He's just making shit up now because his notes are correct. It's time to shop at Jelly Roll. It's time to shop at Jolly Royal. An RCA twenty-five inch color remote TV is just four hundred and ninety-nine dollars. God, good lord, yeah. The remote is what's sending over the pro- over the top. <laughs> we used to have a, a TV with a remote that was wired to the damn thing. Wow. I was the remote when I was a kid. Yeah, that too. Slapped the head. All right, I know. Time. I thought I was all excited. We moved to our house, and when I was in the fifth grade or whatever, my parents put our old TV in my bedroom. It was black and white with the antenna. And the, yep. Well, boy, t- Timmy was old enough. We had a big cable box that you would bring across the room with you, and that was like having a remote. I mean, when Timmy was young, they still had to change the tubes and the TVs and <laughs> tube tops. There was only three channels. When Timmy was young, they sat down and watched the radio. Yes. <laughs> Color TV remote is just $4.99, or select this oak trim sofa from Jolly Royal for only $2.99. 
I believe everyone's family stuff. had that couch at one point or another yep. in the 90s. This five-piece dinette set is on sale for only $1.99. That's cheap. If, if you be snoozing, you be losing. Shop smart. Shop Jolly Royal. And look at that. Jolly Royal is still around to this day, known as Royal it, Furniture. It's, it's now Jolly Roger. Well, what's what's <laughs> great is really Jolly uh, shit. Memphis is not good at putting commercials together or wrestling shows, but they're really good at running a business and making barbecue. Yes. Penny Hardaway wants you to know that winning is no accident, and don't use drugs. Be smart, stay clean, and keep the dream. Keep cashing those checks. Yep. So he just got in trouble, didn't he? Probably recru- for recruiting violations. Yeah, recruiting huh. violations. At, Memphis. Well, at, at, at the Memphis. time, he was cashing the checks. Now he's handing the checks yeah. out. Also, Penny Hardaway still a thing. Memphis turning shit out. <laughs> Brian Christopher comes out with Miss Simpson and referee Paul Neighbors comes out to cut a heel promo. They're talking trash about Miss or Miss Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett, Miss Texas, and Frank Morell as they set up their big show, a six-man lumberjack match coming up. A heel Brian Christopher. He was great in the USWA. The way Jeff Jarrett is dressed and standing there in front of Fat Ron Jeremy, I think I've seen this porn before. Ugh. What? Ugh. If Jarrett winds up stuck in a dryer, I'm going to be really upset. You know what's funny is look look that up on Pornhub. What's what's great is all of our listeners know exactly what you are talking about. Good. And they literally only have like seven wrestlers in this promotion. What's and, going on? And they're all either in Burt Prentice's faction or they're fighting it. By the way, he's calling someone a fairy. Which, by the way, fairy. Good. Yeah, that checks out. Are you paying too much for your car insurance? (laughs) You should call Mid-South Insurance Office. Mid-South Insurance cut one redneck's car insurance in half. Mid-South gave Sandra immediate coverage so she could buy a new car. Which is their job. Call 276-6388, even if you have tickets, accidents, or even a DUI. (laughs) Because you're going to have a DUI. (laughs) In Memphis, yes. Did that guy literally just say he saved him four dollars a month on insurance? That was funny. He said forty. Oh, he I said, said four. He said, he goes, they, they saved me forty dollars. <laughs> it was better at four. four. <laughs> they saved me four dollars a month. I can go to Burger King. I can buy an extra forty now every week. There you go. They said they they saved him one forty yeah. every, every month. Now I can buy more Thunderbird wine. <laughs> You Friday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, it's Midway Ford's three-day sale. Every new Ford reduced. New Escorts and Rangers now, $77.89. They must sell regardless of cost or loss to them. A new Taurus, just $14.99, and even F-Series pickup trucks, just $10.958. Instant financing as low as 6.9% APR. (laughs) Good Good God. Few few things about that. 6.9 is ridiculous. But did you think you'd ever see a day where a Taurus cost five grand more than a pickup truck? No, I was Dude. just gonna. Just, I was just gonna say the same yeah. thing. Crazy. But now I'm thinking about going and getting a new Escort. I'm thinking about going to Memphis to look for cars. I want to get a Taurus. I had a Taurus. My aunt Liz had a Taurus. 
It's a good car. Levy Auto Parts can help you find a bucket seat for a 1980 Capri, mm. a light for an 81 T-Bird, and even a Fender for a 1981 Ford truck. Levy Auto Parts can help you find it. Do they only sell Ford products? What are they good <laughs> It's just Ford. <laughs> you want some of that Toyota shit? You had to go down the road. I, and it'd be great if you went there and they're like, hey, I need parts for my car. He's like, well, <laughs> probably saw the commercial, but we were serious. We only have parts for an 80 Capri, an 81 Ford truck, or an 81 Thunderbird. We don't have anything it's else. It's literally a guy's house yeah. that has three Ford cars out in front of it. What do you need? Don't look at the Maverick. That's not... That's I, mine. I need bucket seats, but I want a real bucket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got those. Up next, we get highlights of the six-man match that's coming up, except it already happened, and here's the highlights. I don't get this marketing strategy. Uh, then we have an interview with Frank Morell in Miss Texas. Frank tells us that Eddie Marlin is doing everything he can to get rid of neighbors, um, so just fire him if that's the case. What you can do the- that. What does Miami's baseball team's mascot have to do with wrestling? Eddie Marlin? Yeah. Eddie the Marlin. Then out comes Jeff Jarrett and says he's not waiting to get his belt back. He's going to get it now as we follow him into the dressing room. Eddie Marlin stops him, however. Uh, How many refs do they have in this match? There's going to be three. I don't understand what's going on. And I don't think wrestlers should have much of a problem beating up old referees. No. Isn't this the match they were just talking about on the promo? Yes. Okay, just checking. And they're also selling tickets for. This match would have been better if Jim Neighbors made a run-in for his cousin, Paul. You said that earlier. No. Oh, you said Gomer Paul. His brother was... Paul Neighbors? Who's Paul Neighbors? Paul Neighbors. You don't know Paul Neighbors? Mm-mm. Look him up. Oh, Jesus. And Paul why are we doing referee storylines here? And it was supposed to be Pile. Guatney Chevrolet Geo Osmobile Azuzu. Azuzu. <laughs> One of them is not like the other. Nope. <laughs> How many brands do they sell at Guatney Chevrolet Geo Osmobile Azuzu? To be fair, Honda, to be fair the, one, the one that isn't like the other is Geo. Because <laughs> the others are still in business. Well, actually, Chevy owned Geo and Azuzu. My word, Memphis loves to sell cars and car parts. They do. It's, it, it seems like their businesses are car parts, cars, and hamburgers. We're going to sell you a shitty Ford Thunderbird, and then you can go get a bumper at Levy. Yeah. <laughs> They're across the street. <laughs> but only if it's an 82. It's the only year he's got. And then go to the pawn shop. <laughs> Here's a Rittronic special that is brought to you by the numbers 2299. For $22.99 a week, you can rent a TV VCR combo, a washer and dryer combo, a sofa and love seat, or a refrigerator. It's amazing what $22.99 can do for your home. Just come to Rittronics, America's home for rent to own. Nice. And to be fair, if you rent it all that, it's going to be like $100 a week. That seems expensive. Yeah. Well, you can get a brand new Ford Escort for like $87. Yeah. Or you can pay $100 a week and have a furnish out. Here, hey, you guys want to know the best part about my house? I don't own anything in here. 
<laughs> and it's going to pay be for paid off in 12 years. <laughs> My old army roommate. So we lived in the barracks. And y'all guys, well, TJ, you should know what the barracks look like. Tim, did you have barracks? You were in like the reserves or something. Yeah? Yes. You weren't, you weren't in the real army. Mm. I, I had barracks. So our barracks rooms, we had two wall lockers that separated the room. Up next, a BP. No, this was a big ass TV heavy shit. Old Piece of school. furniture. Yeah. Four tons. A BP commercial. A guy is skating or skateboarding to a gas station. Doesn't that completely miss the entire point of a gas station? Well, and he's doing all kinds of crazy shit. No one in a BP has ever done any of that shit. Well, they sat on the corner. I've never seen a Ford Thunderbird or not a Ford Thunderbird. Thunderbird (laughs) forty. Well, you guys missed the whole (laughs) point of what he was doing. He somebody forgot their gas cap. Yeah. So he 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 on a skateboard and he screwed it back in while the car was moving. I think it's a BP by my house. I'm going to leave my gas cap open and drive away and see if the the lady with the old eye and stuff comes running out and the old it. the old man you work with is going to pour sugar in your gas tank if you do that. No, he's just he's just going to throw a brick at your truck when you leave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the way that looks. <laughs> <laughs> my God, another car commercial. Sunrise Pontiac GMC trucks. Well, to be fair, the only two brands we have in the hits been Pontiac and GMC, so <laughs> it's their hotter than a match head cell going on now. What is that? What is <laughs> to that? To be mean? fair, a match head isn't that hot unless you strike it. <laughs> With over 500 new Pontiacs and GMCs to choose from. Savings on new Pontiacs up to $3,800 and GMC trucks up to $8,000. If you want the most for your money, get it on the hotter than a match head sale now. That's a terrible name for a sale. As I said, whoever the PR guy was that came up with that name needs to be fired immediately. <laughs> what did you say? Get out of here. I'm not calling it that. It's too long. We got Burger King Goldilocks commercial again. We get it. Baby Bear is thirsty. And you can get cheap drinks and cheat everyone to a flame broiled lunch. I love this place. Yep. You're wrong. It's literally what they said. Yeah. Birking. I love this place. Yeah. So he's not wrong. (laughs) They're wrong. They're wrong. He's not. Match four. The vampire warrior takes on someone with the last name of Goldman because they never said his first name. Ronald. Ronald McDonald. Ronald Goldman. (laughs) I almost said Ron McDonald. Squash matches on the horizon until Jarrett comes out to attack vampire warrior. And soon everyone in the locker room comes out to try and break up this fight, including someone named Randy Rocket. All six of them. Yeah. All I can think of is Red Rocket. Mm. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know Gangrel was in the USWA. Dude, he's been on TV for an hour and a half now. What are you talking about on the entire show? (laughs) I was just waiting for the commercials. Okay. (laughs) I I didn't even watch the wrestling until the commercials blew chunks too. My God. The the last show we watched, this is pretty decent. This one was like, this this is trash. Well, the last show had Jeff Jarrett and Road Dog on it the whole time running at each other. That's true. But we got Chin Jim. We didn't get any good commercials. That's true. No Chin Jim. The genesis of Chin Jim. I was just waiting for a psychic commercial or chin gym. <laughs> you got neither. We got cars out the ass. Yes. Car, cars. Literally out the ass, in the ass, everywhere. <laughs> with with country bumpkins reading the lyrics. To the... <laughs> you need you a new Honda? <laughs> Fuck Honda. We here do America. 
You have been to Memphis. <laughs> Ford General Motors. That's what we do here. In Azuzu. In Azuzu. <laughs> they snuck in with Chevy. USWA had a real problem with the same people all over their shows. We had Eddie Gilbert all over a show. We had yep. Road Dog all over a show. We got Fat Guy all over this show. Jeff Jarrett all over every show. Yes. Do they not have any other talent? No. How many times can we see Burt Prentice and Jeff Jarrett along with the guys in the weenie bikinis before it gets old? <laughs> I agree. I said, I said, didn't we see this match earlier? I'm pretty sure we did. But at least Jeff got some fire and I'm here. Cool. Nice. I hope uh, Klondike puts us in weenie bikinis. Absolutely. <laughs> well done, Timmy and Dave. If, what about me? You're Harvey Wimple, man. I was going to say, if you say I'm no. Burt Prentice, I will You're, quit. Yeah, I was going to say, right he's going to make you Burt Prentice. <laughs> I, I quit. This is my last episode. I'm going to start calling you Step Prentice. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up. This show's another hour and a half. Your car doesn't look, doesn't smell, and doesn't feel brand new anymore. Because it's not. Get it back with new vinyl. Mm. No rubbing and no buffing. You get a protective finish. And a showroom finish just like that. I always love them just going out and detailing a car that's in a junk car that doesn't have a roof on it. I like <laughs> I like the rubbing and buffing though. What was what was they had a different one like this for the last show we watched? It was that something Formula 2000, 2001. Formula that's right. 2001. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here we come. More car commercials. Yes. I at Schaefer's Bluff City Nissan, they are melting down hot prices. So that's you can get a theme. You can get a four by two Nissan truck with chrome package for just $97.93. Lease or buy it. Schaefer's Bluff City Nissan. They're no more. They're gone. They're, they're okay, they were selling four by twos. I love every other car company or car dealership in Memphis is like, hey, it's hot out here. And the one's like, the year's coming to an end. <laughs> <laughs> it's Shaq oh no no one left Shaq a Pepsi be young have fun drink Pepsi that, that was a weird commercial I remember that commercial it was I the most too. normal commercial of this whole show Let's go Shaq that and new vinyl and new vinyl yeah it didn't have some hillbilly hick on there <laughs> you need my Yuzuzu from Rocket City Man Yuzuzu Rocket City Man <laughs> <laughs> Burt Prentice comes back out and you can tell he's one of the better talkers in the territory because they are using him relentlessly and then here comes Jeff Jarrett to the surprise of no one and chases him <laughs> off Prentice comes out again same segment and he's actually trying to promote upcoming shows when Jarrett comes out again this is getting old in a hurry yeah, I'm over this shit I just need former WCW World Heavyweight Champion and Florida State Seminole Legend Ron Simmons to come out here and put this guy in the Dominator. Like, nice. I will say this. Congratulations, Fat Ron Jeremy. I learned your name because you've been on the show 40 of the 50 minutes. Yes. This is the most distracting bullshit ever while they're trying to promote shows. What are you doing? Yeah, I love that. Um, that go out there and start trying to sell some tickets, but also we're not going to let you finish. <laughs> we're not going to. You don't need to know where we're going. <laughs> Memphis every week. Up next, we get. Jennifer, as she profiles Brian Christopher, who's working out at Powerhouse Gym in Memphis. Also not in business. I used to belong to a Powerhouse Gym when I was in high school in my football and competitive weightlifting days. 
This promo spot sucks, but it's a good promotion, and I'm sure the gym paid to be on the show. Ooh, I like little country Jennifer. She, she was terrible. She every time Brian would talk shit to her, she started laughing. She'll sell you in a Zuzu. And hey, yeah. I'll sell her my Zuzu. Super. <laughs> a red rock and a Zuzu. Your your samurai. Your samurai. <laughs> we need Jennifer in like every segment and not Jeff Jarrett and Burt Prentice. That would be must see TV. Naked Jennifer. Great. Mm. We get Brian Christopher here with misogyny. Yes. I just wanted to give that Jennifer girl a hug and not even because she was hot, because he was a friggin' asshole. A douche. I want to play Tetris with her boobies. I don't think that's how Tetris works. There's, there's no there's no there's no circles in Tetris. <laughs> If you're doing it right, there are. Everything's very edgy. She's got square nipples. Oh. Yes. <laughs> That's why she sells the Zuzus. Whoa. <laughs> Match five, Randy Rocket takes on Brian Christopher with Miss Jennifer. This was actually setting up to be a half-decent match, and they go to break, and when we come back, Dave Brown's talking to Eddie Marlin. What happened here? <laughs> Hate to break it to Randy. No one ever named Randy Rocket has ever won a match. Nope. And I'm not really sure why they rang the bell or went to break. It's just obviously stop. you guys didn't pay attention. The ring announcer said before the match, the time limit, it's a one fall match with a time limit of two minutes and 19 seconds. <laughs> That's weirdly specific. <laughs> uh, well, at least the bell rang and we get more commercials. It's Dan Walters again with Performance Toyota pushing their summertime sell down. You can drive away in a brand new Toyota sport truck, tough, rugged, and fun to drive with all the bells and whistles. Make that short drive and they'll save you money. By the way, one of the bells and whistles they're trying to sell you on the Toyota truck, a rear bumper. Yep. (laughs) It's got a rear bumper, not just a front one like, what? Every other car. Cool. Put my nuts on your rear bumper. Bowden Building, a new standard of quality living with payments on a new house as low as four sixty eight. Dude, that's, that's Dave's house. new house. Yeah, it's I a double wish. wide. It's a double wide. That's all it is. Fury insecticide. It's better on worms. And something else the guy said I didn't couldn't understand it. Listened to it four times, never figured out what he said. And holds down more insects too, and costs the same. Fury from FMC. Costs the same. More as bang. What? Same bucks. Costs the same as what? Yes. I don't know. It costs just, the same, though. Just costs the same. <laughs> this is another bottle of Fury. Costs exactly the same. Dennis Hall's auto salvage is back. Buy some shit for your <laughs> asshole car. <laughs> and, you know, we'll give you a bucket. <laughs> Buy some junk for your asshole car. Is what you just said. <laughs> and we'll put it in a bucket. Uh-huh. <laughs> When we come back from break, Dave Brown and Corey recap what happened during the show, specifically Vampire Warriors stealing Jarrett Southern Heavyweight title, meaning the apprentice now has all the belts, but he stole all of them. Cool. Okay. That's awesome. I don't want to talk about this show. Commercials. I was done with this shit. I don't want to <laughs> talk about this show ever again. <laughs> if you enjoyed this week's episode, please let us know. Give us that five-star review. Wherever you get this podcast, make sure to follow the show on Twitter at FF Popcast, on Instagram at Filter Free Podcast, and follow the network at Filter Free Net. As for us, you can find us on our social media platforms at 
Timmy C. At Timmy C. Nineteen seventy nine. Dollar Bill Dave. At Dave in the QC. I'm at T Stevens ninety one. So we can't really end the show we normally do because this is the final show before we debut on Premier Podcast Network and Premier Streaming Network. So here's what we're going to do. That debut show, since it is in August, will be WWF Superstars from 1992 is what we're going to cover. However, as our first special episode on on the video for Premiere, we're going to cover WCW Bash of the Beach 2000 because Dark Side of the Ring is going to cover it. So we're going to cover it the only way we know how to kind of make it sort of a an accompaniment piece to go with it. So that's what you have to look forward to. Superstars, August of 92, Bash of the Beach 2000, all on Premier Streaming Network and Premier Podcast Network coming up in August. Anything else before we sign off? Joke of the week. Uh, what do you call an obese psychic? Burt Prince. <laughs> a four chin. Four chin chin. Four chin Well, this has been the Filter Free Podcast. So long for now. <laughs> <laughs>